Today's scripture reading comes from Galatians chapter 4. What I am saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave, although he is the owner of everything. He is subject to guardians and trustees until the date set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were enslaved under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive our adoption as sons. And because we are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father! So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, you are also an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and worthless principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that my efforts for you may have been in vain. I beg you, brothers, become like me, for I became like you. You have done me no wrong. You know that it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And although my illness was a trial to you, you did not despise or reject me. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. What then has become of your blessing? For I can testify that, if it were possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealous for you, but not in a good way. Instead, they want to isolate you from us, so that you may be zealous for them. Nevertheless, it is good to be zealous if it serves a noble purpose, at any time and not only when I am with you. My children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone, because I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, do you not understand what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born through the promise. These things serve as illustrations, for the women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children into slavery. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present-day Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren woman, who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud, you who have never travailed, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband." Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, however, the son born by the flesh persecuted the son born by the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Expel the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. And this is God's word. Paul's plea to the Galatians continued in this chapter. And it was a very anxious plea. To Paul, following the law 
is like being under someone else's control as a child, or even as a slave would be, according to verses 1 through 3. By contrast, believing in Christ is like being a fully developed adult son, according to verses 4 through 7. In Christ, we are free and equipped to know and love God. So, why would anyone choose following the law over believing in Christ? To do that would make you like a minor again, according to verses 8 through 11. Instead of having all the wealth, blessings, rights, and privileges that an adult heir would receive from his father. It's like choosing to be Ishmael instead of Isaac, according to verses 24 through 31. Nobody would make that choice. But that's what subjecting yourself to the law is, spiritually speaking. Within Paul's explanation about this, he described one of the benefits of believing in Christ. Christ died for our sins so that we might receive adoption to sonship, according to verse 5. Adoption is such a great metaphor for what God has done for us in Christ. When a couple adopts a child, that child is conferred, that is, credited, with all the rights and privileges that a natural-born child has. In the same way, by adopting us in Christ, God gives to us the same status of sonship as Christ himself. But status is not something we experience, at least not in this life. If we are going to relate to God as his sons, we need more than just status. So God did something else for us, so that we could benefit from our status as sons in this life. As Paul put it in verse 6, Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. The reason why we can experience assurance of salvation is that we have the Holy Spirit within us, who repeats truth to us about our relationship to God as his sons now in Christ. The reason we can pray in faith knowing that God hears us, is that the Holy Spirit within us calls out to him. That gives us hope for a future eternity with God. As verse 7 put it, So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are God's child, God has made you also an heir. Christ promised an inheritance to us in his eternal kingdom. That inheritance comes from the status we received as a gift of grace from Jesus. And so I hope you'll keep that in mind, and I hope you'll remember that everything we have, we have because of our faith in Christ, because of his gift to us by grace. And so keep this in mind when you feel, if you ever struggle with assurance of your salvation, that it's not up to you. It's up to what God has done for you. And he has given you eternal status as his son in Jesus Christ. I hope you have a great day. May God bless you. We'll see you next time.